0: Psalm 135 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all the deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. Who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast? Who sink tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants? who smote great nations and slew mighty kings, Sion, king of the Amorites, and Ah, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land for inheritance, and heritage unto Israel his people. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. For the Lord will judge his people, and he will repent himself concerning his servants. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. Ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. I said that's a that's a hallelujah sermon if I've ever heard a hallelujah sermon. uh, Psalm, for that matter Uh, but this would have been sung I have no idea what melody uh, they would have had for this song Uh, no idea what kind of instruments they may have used in praising God uh, while singing this song but this would have been sung by folks uh, in temple worship uh, unto the one true God like I said the first three verses and the last few verses are nothing more than praising God but then you get to verses 4 through about seven and it talks about Whom God is. Beginning with verse 4, he says, For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. And folks uh, might say, Oh, how does that pertain to us as New Testament Christians, as part of the Gentile church? Folks, this particular psalm and these particular words written in this particular time, they didn't pertain to us. They pertain unto God's people. But folks, if we look at that as a New Testament Christian, uh, Christian. And we say, blessed be the Lord God, blessed be the one true God, blessed be Jehovah God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, blessed be him. Uh, we could say for the same reasons, for he has chosen us unto himself, and he has made us a peculiar treasure, Pope, He has chosen the church unto himself, he has saved the church, he has redeemed the church of Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Folks, that is enough reason that the church should rise up and give him praise. Praise the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Praise the God who has delivered you. But later on in this psalm we read where it said that the king of Sion or Sion and, Sion and all of God had delivered these kings and delivered these armies into the hand of Israel. When did he do that? you read about this in the book of Numbers. It was while Israel was out in the wilderness, God was making their way for them. God was going before them. He's the one that was clearing the path. He's the one that was providing manna. He was providing water. He was providing everything that these Israelites needed. And they sent messengers unto King Sion. And they said, let us pass through your land. And King Sion said, I will not have it. You will not come unto Ammon. You will not come into my land. And he sent his own armies to come against Israel. And God delivered the armies of Sion into Israel's hand. God went before them. God delivered them. Israel didn't do it themselves. Folks, we did not save ourselves. We had no way to save ourselves. God had to make that way through the blood of Jesus Christ praise the name of the Lord hallelujah God did it God did it for these Jews and they praised him for it they praised him for deliverance They praised him for delivering these armies. Now folks you listen to me you you might be able to read this and I guarantee you the world can read this and they can say my goodness these people are praising God because because God caused the Jews to slay a bunch of innocent people. Folks these weren't innocent people that we're talking about. These are people that were dwelling in the land of Canaan. That was the land that God himself had chosen for his own peculiar treasure as we read about here they were invaders in the land that God had promised you look in the news now there's still a war raging over there in the Middle East over this parcel of land over not only the Gaza Strip but over every bit of land that is over there who does it belong to why does it belong to this one or that one God said it belongs to the Jews it belongs to the Hebrews it belongs to the descendants of Abraham that's who it belongs to and these Jews here were praising God for the deliverance that he had performed on their behalf. Not only Sion, but of Og too. Og was the same time. In fact, that was almost directly after Sion. After King Sion sent his armies, Og sent his armies. And God delivered those armies into the hands of the Israelites as well. Like I said, you can read about these things in, uh, I believe it's Numbers chapter 21. You can read about both of those kings and both of those deliverances. But the Jews here, these Hebrews would have been praising God for His deliverance of them. into what? into the promised land. Hey folks, why do you think that David, when they came to get the ark out of the house of Abinadab, why did David go before the ark dancing and praising and playing his instruments and these things? Because God had made good on His promise. He wasn't dancing because Saul was dead. He wasn't dancing because because Adonai was dead. He wasn't dancing because Jonathan was dead. He was dancing because the God of the Hebrews had made good on his promise. And we can praise God for the same thing. What's the Bible say? It says, confess Jesus Christ at your mouth. Believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. And thou shalt be saved folks we can praise God for deliverance and we should praise God for deliverance it might not be the armies that we're talking about here but folks I guarantee you before you were saved there were armies of demons coming at you there were armies of demons that would whisper in your ear that would enter your mind and plant all kinds of thoughts in there God has delivered you from those things God has delivered you from sin he's delivered you from guilt he's delivered you from shame he has delivered you from everything that was nailed to Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. Praise the Lord. Amen. We can praise him for the same thing. Uh-huh. We can praise him for the same things that these Jews here did. They said, for the Lord hath chosen Jacob and himself and Israel for his peculiar pre- treasure. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is God above all gods. Folks, Our Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is God above all God. It don't matter what the world's God is. It didn't matter what God I had in my life before I got saved. And I had a God and so did you before you got saved. You may not have had a little statue or statue with or a little idol that was made out of bronze or brass or gold or silver or wood or whatever. You may not have bowed down to that, but you bowed down to something in your life before almighty God came along and reached down. That says pull us in and save your soul. You had a God in your life. And my God, your God, he is God above all other gods. He didn't have to come to where you were. He chose to come to where you were. And he chose to save you out of your sin. Hallelujah. Amen. We can praise him for the same reasons right. that the Jews did. For the same reason. except so if we don't have a temple. My goodness. What's the New Testament have to say about that? New Testament says, know ye not that your body is a temple your very body that you worship him with your body you worship him with your mind with your heart why else would the scripture say that 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 we are to love the lord thy god with all our heart all our mind all our strength all our soul every fiber of our being we are to love god and if we love god as the scripture tells us to love god we will worship god we will worship him the way the scripture tells us to We'll praise His name for deliverance. We'll praise His name because He is God above Amen. all other gods. Amen. Folks, <coughs> <coughs> it goes on the same. Let's, let's keep on reading. Whatsoever the Lord hath pleased, that did He in heaven and in earth and in the seas and all the deep places. That's the God I serve. Amen. He does whatever He pleases. Y'all have heard me preach it and teach it here for the past three years almost. God doesn't need your permission to do anything and He doesn't need my permission to do anything. He is God and He is sovereign over this entire universe. If He could speak out into the darkness, out into the black, out into the emptiness and things just form and things just come to be and God said, let there be light and there was light. Hey, if there was no other way for the light to happen other than God to speak it into existence, then so that is the God that I serve. He can speak anything into existence or out of existence if He chooses. That's the God I worship. And that's the God that saved my soul. He is God above all other gods. He is He's the only one that is able... To do these things. These Jews here. They made it plain to bless the name of the Lord. Worship the name of the Lord. In the first three verses. Then they start talking about who this Lord is. That they're, that they're exhorting one another to worship. That they're encouraging one another to worship. This is the God that spoke the earth into existence. Not only the earth. The entire universe. He spoke into existence. He knows every star. He knows where it hangs. He knows just how long it's been there. and he knows just how long it will be there my god is omniscient omnipresent my god is all and all he is everything alpha omega beginning and end he is all and will be all until the very end of this thing Amen. that's the god i worship that's the god that saved me whatsoever the lord pleased whatsoever the lord pleased he did it in heaven and in earth the seas and deep places, all deep places. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the from the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. He maketh lightning for the rain. Mm-hmm. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. God causes all these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Just in case these Israelites, just in case these Jews might have had it in the back of their mind, this God that I'm being exhorted to praise, he didn't raise my crops. No. He didn't raise my grain. He didn't do any of these things. This psalm says... He's the one that, made, that makes, made everything. He's the one that sends the rain. Yeah. He made the lightnings for the rain. He sends the wind from His own treasuries. Yeah. Hey, what's Jesus say about the wind? when well, He's talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He said, no man knows where the, where the Spirit listeth. And He compares it to the wind. He says, just like no man knows where the wind's going, where it comes from, where it's going to. Hey, the Spirit's the same way, Nicodemus. No man knows exactly where it comes from. Or exactly where it's going to i know that the spirit came from god but uh, jesus was telling nicodemus that for a reason he was showing him just how ignorant that he was of the scriptures even though he was a teacher of israel and a pharisee in the sanhedrin he was ignorant to the scriptures and the meaning of the holy writ of god because jesus said Art thou not a teacher of Israel? If you don't understand the natural things, how can I explain to you the spiritual things? How can I explain to you that which comes from God? If you don't even understand the blessings that you have from them. down here on earth, the wind, the rain, the light, the sun, the moon. Hey folks, that moon is just as important as the sun is. It's a it's a proven scientific fact. Without the moon, there this earth would be flooded over with water. That's a proven fact. God put it there though. It ain't nothing to do with evolution. It ain't nothing to do with a with a, a ball of slime that was in, in a pond somewhere. It ain't nothing to do with some atom that was floating around in the darkness of the universe that decided it would blow up one day it was almighty God that spoke these things into existence it is he that is at the wheel it is he that controls these very things and he's the God that I serve that's why the Bible says to fear him Says, don't fear man who can destroy his body, but fear God who can destroy both body and soul in hell. That's the words of Jesus Christ. Fear God. Why? Why should we fear God? Because God done these things that we're reading about here. God spoke everything into existence. God sends the wind. It says out of His own treasuries, out of His own places, <coughs> He does these things. Not to mention, it speaks of Israel as His peculiar treasure. Just on a side note, let me slow down for a second. I might teach for just a minute. Just on a side note, if you flip sometime over to Matthew 13, you read a bunch of parables that Jesus spoke. A whole bunch of them. One of the, or two of those parables. One is about the pearl of great prize. And one is about a hidden treasure in a field. That pearl has nothing to do with Israel. It would have been an insult for a Jew to be compared to something that came out of a shellfish. They were forbidden in the book of Leviticus. To touch, eat, or have any dealings. With shellfish. It would have been an insult for them. That was for the Gentile church. The pearl The pearl of great price was the Gentile church that Jesus came. I didn't go out anywhere and find a pearl of great price. Praise God, the pearl of great great price. Hey, it was Jesus. That's the church. And Jesus is the one that came for me. I've heard it preached and I've heard it taught. I found a pearl of great price when I found Jesus. Hey, folks, that pearl of great price is me. He's the one that came looking for me. I never gave away my land or sold it. I never sold everything that I had to gain Jesus. What I gained in Jesus was given to me as a free gift of salvation from Almighty God, the Creator. Amen. Then you get down to the hidden treasure of the field. Mm-hmm. That's the Jewish people. That's the Jewish people. Read, read those parables sometimes. Matthew 13. Read those parables. Then compare them with what thus said, the Word of God. And see if you don't come up to that same with that same conclusion. The treasure, that's the Jewish nation. That's the Jewish nation, the pearl. That's the Gentile church that we're talking about there. But anyway, that was just a side note. He says, "Who smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast? Who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of the old Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants?" My goodness, they're praising God once again. I know I've done preached about half of that section, but they're praising God for His deliverance for the deliverance out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the bondage that was in Egypt for them folks it was 400 years that they were in Egypt, that they grew as a nation, God had them down there for a purpose, it wasn't because he was upset with them, it wasn't because he was mad, it wasn't, surely wasn't because he hated them he had them down there to take care of them so that they could grow as a great nation, I understand Joseph's part in all of that in the last several chapters of Genesis folks that was the beginning of God's plan for redemption of his people he had to send them down there he had to send them down why because there was a famine coming and God could foresee that in the future Mm -hmm. he took Jacob and his entire family Mm -hmm. and moved them down to Egypt moved them amongst a bunch of Gentiles and then not only that but God and only God It might have been Joseph, but it was God through Joseph. God gave him a choice plot of land down there called Goshen somewhere where they could raise their own critters with no problem. You ever seen pictures of Egypt? Hey, it's pretty much barren. But if there was a land down there that was able able to be grazed upon, it was that land of Goshen. And Joseph said it himself. He said, Hey, this is the most choice part uh, uh, of Egypt. And I'm going to make sure that you get this part. When you come down here, you make sure you tell Pharaoh that you are shepherds. And that's how you earn your living. Because the Egyptians wanted nothing to do with a bunch of dirty, grimy stinky shepherds and he knew he would put them over there by their themselves yeah. so they wouldn't infiltrate and dirty up the egyptian people god's plan is perfect this god that these people were worshiping this god and folks listen this this would have this been five, 500 years after moses this would have been 500 years after the law if this song would have been written give or take 500 years after all this. And these people are praising God for the deliverance of their descendants from 500 years past. Praising God that He came through on His promise. That He came through with salvation for them. With deliverance. With redemption for them. Folks, we can praise God, and we should praise God, and we do praise God for the exact same reasons. Maybe not the exact same circumstances like these Jews were in, but it's for the exact same reasons. Because God delivered you out of something you were incapable of delivering yourself out of. That's the whole reason Jesus came. That's the Lord that I, that I worship. He sent tokens and wonders into the midst of the O Egypt. I find that kind of humorous in this. That they're singing to God about Egypt. And they're actually singing to Egypt about what God done to thee. But they're singing to God about what happened in Egypt. And they're singing to Egypt because it says, Who sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O Egypt. He sent tokens and wonders. Now folks, listen, that wasn't just The deliverance. That wasn't just the parting of the Red Sea. We've got plagues. Mm -hmm. There was was ten plagues that led up to that deliverance. Not all of which hit the Jewish people. Now listen. The first couple. The first few. There's no distinction. Mm -hmm. There's no distinction. Between those. But then God draws a boundary. And God says. Mm -hmm. Okay in Egypt. This is going to happen. In Egypt you're going to have lies in Egypt there's going to come darkness but not in the land of Goshen not over there where my people are there's going to be darkness and the Bible describes it as darkness that you could feel you couldn't even see anybody that was standing right in front of you. Darkness that you could feel. Folks, that's dark. I don't know what that's like. But it's dark. I can guarantee you that. It's just like outer darkness that Jesus talks about. I don't know what outer darkness is. And I won't know part of it. And praise God, by the blood of Jesus Christ, I will never know what that outer darkness is. But when that darkness came upon Egypt and the ninth plague, and it came upon them, and, the, and it was only upon Egypt over in Goshen where the Jews were God's chosen and God's elect, God's people that he was going to deliver with a strong nerve and a great deliverance for those people they had lost. and it's no different now people out there in the world they're in darkness Mm -hmm. they're in darkness Solomon says in the book of Proverbs he that stumbleth in the darkness knoweth not not at what he stumbles Mm -hmm. because he's in darkness I've taught and preached that in the past. They can stumble right over the gospel and not even know it. Not even know that's what they're stumbling over. Not even knowing that it's the cross of Jesus Christ that they've tripped over. Not even knowing that it's the payment for sin that they fell over. Why? because they choose to remain in darkness just like the Jews in the time that Jesus walked this earth. They were blind by choice. They didn't want to see the Savior before them. They didn't want a suffering servant. They wanted a Messiah that would deliver them from Roman oppression. RIGHT there, mm-hmm. These Jews here, this was a thousand years before Jesus. They were just happy God delivered them. Yes. They were happy God delivered their ancestors, delivered their, uh, uh, the ones before them out of Egypt, who spoke great nations and slew mighty kings. Now, who are we talking about there? We're talking about God. Mm-hmm. We are talking about God when it says, back up to verse 7, Or actually up to verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased. That did he in heaven. Now we're talking about the Lord. He's the subject matter there. He is. He's the the subject matter. He's the pronoun. When you go all the way down through here. The he's and the who. And the his. Whatever. It's all talking about the Lord. It's all talking about God. And then verse 9 says. Or verse 10. Who smote great nations. And slew mighty kings. The Lord did that. People don't like to think about that. People say, My goodness, what kind of God of love would do that? The same one that would rain down brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah the same one that would flood the earth the same God would slew nations and he would slay, slay kings he would kill these people now granted he used his people to do it he used the Israelites to do it every time they went in hey folks you read over in Joshua when they begin their conquest into the promised land and the first major city they come to is Jericho when they came in and they marched around the, t- the city walls those seven times in those days of the Last day, they blew the trumpets and the walls came in. It had nothing to do with the air out of any trumpets. It had nothing to do with the shout of the Israelites. It had to do with God delivering that city unto his people. Amen. And they went in, and they killed. Yeah. They went in, and they killed at God's command. Mm-hmm. They did the same. They did what God said. Oh, he's a deliverer. I thank God that He is. Mm-hmm. It didn't just stop with the Jews. He made a way for everybody to be delivered, for everybody to be saved. Mm-hmm. He made a way that everybody could worship Him, like these Jews here were worshiping Him, for the same reason: for deliverance, mm-hmm. for deliverance of His people. Sion, the king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of ba- ba- Bashan, and all the kings of ki- kings- kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land for inheritance, inheritance. Israel, his people. This King (coughs) Sion, this is brought up actually in the book of Judges. There's a man named Jephthah. There's a judge named Jephthah in the book of Judges. The only other time you read about him is in Hebrews chapter 11. But there's a judge named Jephthah. And Jephthah knew his scripture because these Ammonites were coming. Now, Sion, he was the king of Ammon, and they slew him and his armies. But Ammon was still a nation at the time of the Judges. It was still a nation. Ammon was coming against the Israelites. They sent after Jephthah, because they done booted him out of his brother's had, sent him out into the wilderness. He got a little band of miscreants together, kind of like David did, when David was running from Saul. But anyway, Jephthah, he goes and he prays unto God for for them to, after they put him in his head, he prays to God, deliver these Ammonites into his hand. But why were they coming against Israel to begin with? Because they wanted their land back. They said, you Israelites, you Jews, when you were coming up into Canaan, you come along our borders and you took our land from us. And Jephthah, praised God for men that know their scriptures, Jephthah said that's not what happened he said we came up and we asked Sion. we sent messengers unto Sion. let us pass through we won't turn into your fields we won't do anything out of the way all we want is to pass through we going home we going to the promised land and Sion rejected them He would not let them pass through and then what did he do hey the, those Jews they were like fine we'll just go around they didn't start a fight they didn't pick a fight Sion got his armies together and he sent them mm-hmm. after the Jews. And, folks, the Jews, when they got in the fight with the Ammonite army, they won. God delivered them into their hand. What happens when, when nation win, wins against nation in a war? Spoil is taken. Mm-hmm. What was that spoil? It was all the land. It was that le- they didn't take anything. They won that fair and square in a fight that God delivered the Ammonite army into their own hands. That's what started that whole fight between uh, between the Israelites and the Ammonites. There in the Book of Judges it was them wanting their own land back. But Jephthah, thank God, he knew the Scriptures good enough. He knew what happened over there in the Book of Numbers. He knew what happened. Uh, 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 As far as what those kings done, not only Sion, but Og as well. And God delivered them. Read on just a little bit more. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. They've kind of gone back to who it is that they're worshiping. You're the God that created everything. You're the God that controls the weather. You're the God that's delivered our people out of the hand of the enemy. He says, Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations, everybody. Folks, that's scripture. Yeah, it's actually in the book of Psalms as well. It says, from the rising of the sun to the set, to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. That's not talking about from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. It's talking about from the east to the west, the world over, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised is to be praised by all people. And I know that not all people do it. -hmm. I know that not all people praise God. I didn't praise God before I was saved. And you didn't either. None of us did. Mm -hmm. But that's what that means. These people are saying, Thy name, O Lord. Your name endures forever. Your memorial, everything that you've done, everything that you've done, a memorial is something that's in the past. It's in the past. It's it's history. Your memorial, hey, it, it goes on forever. Everything that you've done, I've told you all a thousand times since I've been here, what God does, he does it perfectly, and he does it right, and there is no messing it up. God does not mess up anything that he does. When God saves, He does it right. When God heals, He does it right. When God fixes, He does it right. He does everything right. But said, so for the Lord will judge His people, and He will repent Himself concerning His servants. Why well, that sounds—that sounds like the negative part of this whole thing. I praise God that it's there. I thank God that uh, the Lord will judge all His people and He will repent Himself concerning His servants. What is that? Hey, the Lord's never committed a sin that He needs to repent of. That's not what this is talking about. It's talking about, hey, the Lord will forget your sin. The Lord will cast your sin into forgetfulness concerning His servants. Hey, the world out here that's lost, God will remember their sin. Their sin is not cast into that sea. It is not cast as far as the east is from the west. Their sin remembers with them and the wrath of God abideth upon them by the scriptures but according to the servants of God those that serve him those whom he knows those whom he loves those whom he has saved he will repent himself of their condition hallelujah I praise God for that scripture people say I don't want to be judged you're going to be judged Paul said we must all all Stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Christ. Saved and lost alike will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. The lost only, if if my interpretation of Scripture is correct, only the lost will appear at the great white throne judgment. But the judgment seat of Christ, that is for everyone. Everyone, we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So whether or not you want to be judged, you will be. Per the word of God, you will be judged. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold. The work of men's hands, they have have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. That's scary enough. Mm -hmm. Then you got this next line. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. They that make those idols, they have eyes, but they don't see they have ears, but they don't hear. They have they have a mouth, but they don't speak. We're not talking about physical matters here. We're talking spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Talking about the spiritual things uh, of the Scripture. They might have physical eyes they can see perfectly fine with, but spiritually they're just like those idols. They that make them and they that trust in them are like unto the idols that they worship. They are deaf, they are dumb, and they are blind. Yeah. Is what the scripture here is saying. Deaf, dumb, and blind to the things of God. Folks, <clears> that's oh, scary stuff. It's scary stuff. And yet we are we, we the saved and, and born again of God, we are here in this world amongst all these people like yeah. that. Amongst people that, that worship their own idols. That make their own idols. I've told you all before, there's, uh, there, there's a million different Jesuses out there that people worship. But there's only one true Jesus. Uh, any other Jesus is a concoction of someone's mind. And that part of the scripture is idolatry. And idolatry in the Old Testament was punishable by death. Mm. These people, they, they, they make up their own gods. They make up their own saviors. They make up their own salvation. And when they do that, they are deaf, they are dumb, and they are blind to the things of God. Bless the Lord. uh, Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless the Lord, O house of Aaron. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. You that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Now why was this included in here? There's a good reason for it. When When the Israelites got into the promised land, and they started divvying up the land, an inheritance. God had already told them. Levi's not going to have an inheritance. Levi's not getting any of that land. Levi's portion is the Lord. That's what the scripture says. Their job was to serve was to serve God in the tabernacle and the temple later on. So the Israelites, over time, they had gotten to where Levi wasn't, you know, he was Israel, but he wasn't Israel. Levi done his own thing. Mm Kind of like that cousin everybody wants to forget about. Nobody wants to claim. That's how how a lot of the Jews treated the Levites. Mm -hmm. And these were the priests of God. This was the priestly tribe that served God. They burned the incense. They made the offerings. They made the sacrifices. Hey, without a high priest from the tribe of Levi, that atonement couldn't have been made every Mm -hmm. year. Because that's how God demanded that it be happened. Yet these Jews, they saw Levi as an outsider. So the writer of this psalm says, Bless the Lord, O house of Israel. Bless him, house of Aaron. That's where the priestly tribe comes from. Bless him, house of Levi. Bless him, every one of you. Hey, you're all one and the same folks. I don't care if you're Methodist, Baptist. I don't care if you're church of God, church of Christ. I don't care if you've been a Apostle. I don't care if you're a free willie or a Christian church, whatever it is. Folks, if you believe in the same Jesus that I believe in, and you were saved by the same blood that I was, we are all one people. We are all one body. Praise God. Paul described it the best. He said that we were the body and Christ is the head. He is the head of the church. We are nothing more than fingers and toes and legs and arms, but he is the head. He's the one that controls us. He's the one that puts everything into motion and makes everything work the way that he He wants to, that's the God that we have. Amen. Bless the Lord, O house of Levi, ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord out of Zion, which dwelleth at Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed be the Lord out of Zion. He that dwelleth at Jerusalem. The Bible describes Jerusalem as a place that that has the very name of God upon it. Uh That's That's the center of God's universe. Is that city of Jerusalem? It says, Bless the Lord out of Zion. Bless the Lord, uh, he that dwelleth. He dwells in Jerusalem. Folks, that's another reason that David was so happy. When they were bringing the ark up out of the house of Abinadab, now I understand that bad things happen. Oh, yeah. Bad things happen. There's a man named Uzza. The, 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 the ox rocked the cart a little bit. Uzzah set his hand over there on the ark. God struck him dead right there on the spot. Yeah. People say, my goodness, what kind of God is that? That's a God that demands holiness and righteousness and reverence. That's the kind of God that that is. But anyway, at that point, it says that, that David was displeased with the Lord because of how he dealt with Uzzah. But he quit moving the ark toward Jerusalem <laughs> at that point. David reigned seven years in Hebron, 33 years in Jerusalem according to the scripture. They were were taking that ark home. They were taking it to where it belonged, to the city of God. And it went to a house of a man named Obed-Edom. And there it sat until they set for it again. Then they came to God. And then it made it home. Folks, God dwelt in Jerusalem. Hmm. God dwelt in Jerusalem. He dwelt with His people. Praise God. That's something that we can praise God about now. When that ark was there, God dwelt among His people. He tabernacled with His people, folks. He does it with you as individuals if you're saved and born again. And He does it with me as an individual. When we get the indwelling Spirit of Almighty God within us, God is tabernacling with His people. Hallelujah. We can praise Him for that. We can praise him for deliverance. Praise him just for who he is. And praise him just because of his name. Because of what he's done, of what he promises to do. We can praise him for all these things. Everything in here that these Jews praise God for, we can praise him for the exact same things. Don't forget that. Anytime you read through the Psalms, anytime you read through, through any of the scripture really, when you read about deliverance, think about what God's delivered you from. And praise his name for it. It may may not have been uh, delivering you from a life of harlotry like it was Rahab. It may not have been from a, a, a life of wantonness or a life of adultery or a life of anything like that. But God, if you're saved and born again, God delivered you from something. And you can praise his name for that, just like these Jews here did.